Well, hello, it's Jamie and Candy here on the couch once again for our podcast. And we're up to Candy. Yes. Juliet. Um, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, Kilo. Kilo. Number 11. This will be a weighted talk. Can't wait for it. Okay, so it's Monday 17th, 17052021. And I've got up Monday morning and I wrote, slept in with a picture of a bed. I'm tired from a night out with, at Coran Marianne's. They're very good hosts. That's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> with Steve Florison staying as he works up this way. Oh, how lovely was that? It was great to catch up, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. So much has happened in one year for, for all of us. Um, yeah. Yeah, some very difficult life events I wrote. Mm. And I was thinking about that and I wrote, My God, the Comforter, I pray for your goodness, your healing and your joy and every spiritual blessing to be poured out upon the families of your people, our friends and families. May we all see and understand the riches of heaven are open to us today through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I was reading... Uh, at the at this point in time, I've moved on from Colossians and into Thessalonians. So, okay, I've read the introduction to it in the Passion Translation, and it's quite extensive. It goes on for it's it, it's a really good um, base foundation. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a good scaffold for reading the book. You get the ah the, scaffold. Yeah, it's a good word that. So it's a young church of believers that Paul and his crew have established in Thessalonica on their gospel journey. And he, and he writes a personal letter of encouragement to the, these, this group of people to keep, for them to keep the faith. And uh, I wrote up, that was, that was it. I, just, I think I pretty much just read the intro that day. And then um, I wrote after, I think of school, what do I want to happen? Yeah. And, uh, and the reason I'm thinking this is because there's a guy at church on Sunday, his name was Ben, he's a visiting speaker from, I think he's just Townsville, wasn't he? From Townsville, yeah. Yeah, and I really liked what he said about getting to know your audience, doing some research and finding out who are the people in your life that you're speaking to. And um, this is what Paul was very good at when he brought the gospel message. And... Um, so I thought about find out who these people are that I'm teaching and, and who are their families and what do they need and what do these students need to hear. So, yeah, I, I did a bit of research and we looked, as a, as a class, we looked at some communities where the students come from and it was, it was, it was really good. So on Tuesday, 18052021, it's 19 degrees. Bit cool. Cool breeze is blowing in from the open window. <laughs> I had a blanket. I've started using a blanket again. Yes. Isn't it so different from mm. the hot season? Mm-hmm. Didn't have the fan on even. <laughs> We're at the end of the Ted Decker book, Green, from the Circle series. And the main character, Thomas of Hunter, is in heaven, but he's without his son. And he agonises the thought of losing his son, and he'll do anything to be united again. So we find out tonight as the book concludes. That's what I wrote. It took us a bit longer. It did. It did. Yeah, I was falling asleep reading all those different words that weren't in the book. As you do. Mm. <laughs> 
So these people that don't know Christ yet, they need to hear the message of the gospel to save them from being lost and trapped in bondage. And I imagine there is this same feeling of a, of a burning in the hearts of all God's people to be messengers of his loving kindness and saving grace to their, their friends and families and the people they work amongst. And this was the Apostles' life mission, as I read from Thessalonians. Paul writes, I think it was Paul, it was Paul, Timothy, Paul, Silas and Timothy. Dear brothers and sisters, you are dearly loved by God and we know that he has chosen you to be his very own. For our gospel came to you not merely in the form of words, but in mighty power, infused with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. Surely you remember how we lived our lives transparently before you to encourage you. That's from chapter 1, verse 4 and 5 in the Passion. And these people were transformed by the Holy Spirit and they eagerly awaited the return of Jesus Christ, even though it's only 20 years or so after Jesus was resurrected and left the earth. That was Tuesday. Wednesday comes along. 19052021. This my this these words are just in my mind as I as I wake. We have been rescued from our enemies, so we can serve God without fear. In holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. I'm just going to read that one more time. We have been rescued from our enemies. So we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. That's from Luke 1, 74, 75 in LT. And the thought of serving God without fear. Um, Old Testament, Candy, I think that was the... Serving God with fear was... I think there was... Up until Jesus came, I think that was just how it was. Mm. These yeah. are the words that came out of the mouth of Zechariah. He's a Jewish priest. Okay. While Zechariah, Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You'll have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the children... He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Imagine if he could prepare the children. It'd be like, you know, when you used to um, get Haley ready, you'd put her shoes on. And by the time you turned around again, her shoes were off again. Imagine if God actually sent someone who prepared the children. Now that would be a miracle. Wouldn't that be great? I'm, I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure you would have had Zelt. Velcro shoes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I never actually picked it up that I could have got Velcro shoes for Haley. Yeah. But uh, those laces, how many times? Just do them up. She'd pull them off, undo them, put them on, do them back up. Yes. 
So he's preparing the people for the coming of the Lord and turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and he'll cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. That is a miracle. Mm-hmm. Only God can do that. He can turn a person's heart from being rebellious to accept wisdom and, and repent. Pretty much that means turn around and go another way. So Zechariah speaks over his son. Now I'm thinking this is after he's got his voice back. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. That was from Luke. Big long chapters in his book, Luke. Dr. Luke. Chapter 1, verse 76 to 79. So this is the theme. I write this morning because I don't want to serve God in fear. It's just not who he is to me. Lord my God, I know you. You made me and all my days are numbered by you. My life, death and resurrection is known by you and only you. I respect you out of love and not fear. I cannot live with the thought of serving you because you may harm me. That's not who you are. I hear people talk about you like this and it makes me sad. They think they need to do all the right things, otherwise you'll be angry and hurt them. I understand they mean well, but it seems more like the idea of karma than living with your loving presence. Yeah, I think about that and I think, like the Bible says about the fear of the Lord but I think in my head anyway it's about it's perfect love casts out all fear the Bible says and so if God is perfect love that means he there's no fear there so it must be something else and I think about um my love for Jamie and I think if he's not here have that fear of him um when he dies being apart from him so it's a fear of not being with him rather than a fear of actually him so it's loss yeah yeah mm. anyway there you yeah. go that's my thoughts yeah i like that candy mm. so zachariah says i don't think i said this and you my little son will be called a prophet of the Most High. He speaks his son's identity over him before he is born. That's good. So the angel has told uh, Zechariah who his son's going to be, and he speaks his son's identity over him. I believe identity is much given as it is experienced and we work out who we are. Mm. I think we need to... Our identity is already spoken over us in the Bible so many times... And we just need to find it. Is this not what our loving Father has done for us, for me? I will not serve God out of fear, but as a son that is loved and has good works and assignments prepared for me by a loving Father. My heart is brand new and is turned toward him by his spirit that lives within me. So I serve him because he lives in me. I serve him because he serves himself in a way, but he does it through me. But he can only do that if 
I accept his gift of salvation and work with him. Okay, Thursday, 20052021. It's a new day. I love that saying. A new beginning with many opportunities to make old things new. I like Terry Buckley used to say that back at Wongatha. It's a new day, a new beginning. He used to pray for a fruitful day. Yesterday after I worked, I was tired. I slept on the couch before dinner and then listened to music. It made me think of my father and how he enjoys listening to music. It was very restful. Yeah, because now I'm able to run in the morning, Candy, because it's not so hot. It's nice, isn't it? Mm, I can cool down before work. Yay. Yeah, so when I got home, I was pooped. <laughs> so from a conversation this week, a question was asked. How do we remain humble and reliant on God while living in this rich country? I immediately thought of Steve Wallace, our friend from Esperanza. Oh, and I sent you through that picture this week of him too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it really um, made me think more of him. He's a great guy. Mm. And uh, Kiwi, through and through. <laughs> and how he prays for people with a passion. I believe his gift is to be able to encourage people by speaking out the heart that God has placed in them and basically their identity. He speaks people's identity over, over them and he did yes. for us, didn't he? Yes, very much so. He just reminded us of who we are mm. and he kept doing it and it's just so sweet to hear God's words towards us. Today I want to be known as a man of prayer, I wrote, one who blesses others because I was thinking yeah. of Steve and that's what yeah. he does. Yes, it is. What a great guy. He prayed for a guy at McDonald's. Remember that? And the bloke wanted to knock him out. <laughs> he didn't like it. It really upset him. Yeah. He doesn't seem to think that people will do that. And most people don't. Yeah. Most people accept it as a blessing. Mm. But, yeah, really, um, it really offended him. But uh, I think it was a fruitcake anyway, that guy. He was a bit... He wasn't all... Um, anyway. Moving on. I would rather think not... Oh, hang on. I'd better read the line before that. <laughs> today today yes, I want to I be known as a man of prayer, one who blesses others. One may say the rich people of this country have everything they need. So I thought, true. And then I thought, hang on. Here's another thought. What if they don't have a loving God? that provides all their needs. Loving God, today, may I have your gift of peace so I can work and rest. And I'll need your love to feel accepted and find belonging in my soul. I'd like some of your joy, lots of joy, to make my heart sing. And I guess patience is what I need in bucket loads as I work with young people. May I remember your kindness constantly so I can give it away to others as a present. Your goodness is what I need to overcome the evil work of the accuser in people's lives. I remember your faithfulness as a gift that never ends. You do not change. You are always good. And I'll need your gentleness so I can treat others with care and empathise with them. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for being my coach that helps me control myself to live out your nature. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for putting my life into Jesus so that I am supernaturally infused with strength through my union with him. 
I thank you that all the riches of heaven are available to me each day as I walk on this planet. My act as a wealthy ambassador of your kingdom this day as I share your gifts with others. That was it, Candy. So I wrote, there we go. There we go. I don't think the riches of this earth seem so attractive compared to the riches of heaven. May this prayer be a reminder to me when I'm forgetful of who I am and my heavenly placement. Amen. That was um, Thursday. Friday comes along. 21052021. I will continue to practice prayer at all times. So this week I had a real feeling of, like I talked about Steve, praying. I think that's what keeps us close to God, talking to him all the time, conversation. To pray aloud in class would be good with crafted prayers that the students would remember. Simple prayers about who God is and who we are in relation to him. Identity prayers to solve an identity crisis that our society faces. So I was listening to Bill Vanderbush, Candy, you got that all going and mm-hmm. um, he has this revelation from Philippians and this is one you told me about. Yes. So out of Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 to 8 in the NLT it says don't be selfish don't try to impress others be humble thinking of others as better than yourselves don't look out only for your own interests but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. This is his attitude. And this is what Bill really, he's like, blew his mind. He's like, hang on a minute. Jesus comes to earth. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up being. He gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Yeah, and um, I think about Isaiah 53. It talks Mm -hmm. about how Jesus wasn't, you know, he wasn't really good looking and he wasn't, you know, not not like they draw him in pictures in uh, the Western world. Mm -hmm. So um, there was nothing, nothing that would lead people to think, oh, he's special. Not like Saul was really big and handsome, you know, stood out from the crowd. God made him king. Uh, Jesus, it doesn't say anything about him being like that. So uh, his thoughts are, if we cling to an identity, this is Bill Vanderbush, his thoughts are, if we cling to an identity that we have built or chosen, it can become an idol. And that's what you were saying to me, Candy. To plan our own agenda without inquiring of our creator is to seek after our own way. Jesus didn't do this. He lived for his father's cause. And this thought made me think about my job at Jarrigan. Yep. And it seems that I could leave and find a job that was easier. You know, like it made me feel better. I don't know. I guess I could, I could do that. Not sure. If I leave the audience, I'm, these young people that I'm working with, they lose the blessings that God pours through me and it would be my choice to walk away. So I decided I will stay until the Holy Spirit gives me another assignment. He leads and guides me and provides all I need to accomplish um, what he wants me to, his will, in where I work. So no matter where I work, 
I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm going to get all the resource I need. I don't seem to like easy, I wrote. I prefer a challenge. You made me this way. I remember the words of Peter Best. He was one of my first bosses. Oh, okay. Yep. And um, I thought I'd gone to hell when I got my first job in Forest Hill Shopping Centre. And I was walking down into a dungeon and, um, he, and Peter said to me, if you can work here, you can work anywhere. And he was not kind to me, this, this Peter, but he was very unkind. And so were all the other butchers. I was, I was an apprentice. I was, I was like scum and treated that way. And for some reason I stuck at it and um, it did me good, I think, in the end. So, yeah. So that was the week and pretty much... Um, the weekend's just gone. Just just a quick uh, wrap-up of the weekend. Saturday, yesterday, park run. Then we went to Laura's birthday. Oh, how fun was that? Yes, it was gangs of fun. And we did this thing where Jeff had organised it. Called Metrogain. Metrogain. I think that's what it's called. But it was a lot of fun and it was, yeah. So you put this map... Map run six on your iPhone or your, your any phone, and um, <laughs> and off you go. You get the you get the uh, events near me. You select select the event. You go and you find the events that, that's been set up. You go to the start. You find the start, and then it's like geocaching in and you just run around and and you get the points. And when you get a point, your phone vibrates, and uh, it means oh you've got that point. And each place you go to has designated points to it. Like there's 50 points for here or 20 points for there. So the idea of the game is to go and get the most points uh, first, to get as much as you can because there was a time frame of one hour. And Candy, did we win? We did. So we joined up with another couple and we had all of our phones running, I think. Daniel and Gail. Yeah. How about Daniel? I, I thought to myself, Dan, geez, running. And, and uh, he said, oh... I've run a bit this morning, but um, this will this will get a few more kilometres in my legs. I found he'd run thirty three kilometres in the morning, <laughs> and we did seven point nine or something kilometres yeah. that night. Yeah. And um, I'd already done sixteen and a half, so I thought I was going all right. But and and he was anyway. It was great fun. We just jogged around, and and then we had a barbecue uh, dinner at the end. It was just a really really good night. So um, finished in the dark and. Here we are Sunday and preparing for another week. So that's the wrap-up of the week. And, Candy, I'll just say it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.